Assalamu alaikum guys and welcome to another episode of Are You Kidding Me? I'm here with a very special guest, a man that I've known for a very long time. I grew up with this guy. Uh, we, we actually went to the... So basically guys, I grew up in Kuwait. I spent 11 years of my life in Kuwait from 2000 to 2011. Um, I did elementary, middle school and high school in Kuwait. And this guy over here was with me through it all. Uh, we've known each other for a long time. We go way back. I'd like to introduce my good friend, Rashid Khamis. Um, Rashid, thank you so much. It's good to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. So just guys, I just want to quickly introduce Rashid before I hand it over to him. Uh, Rashid is, um, is Kuwaiti. Uh, he's from the state of Kuwait. And he graduated high school uh, with IB diploma. Is that correct? Yep, that's right. Yeah, so that's he did right. the IB curriculum. Uh, he went to the U he went to the U.S. for his ma for his bachelor's degree in electrical engineering, uh, and yep. then pursued a master's in industrial engineering. Did I get that right? Yep. Correct. Yeah, Perfect. that's right. Absolutely. Rashid, right. man, we have so much to talk about today. I really want to dive into the in dive into what we have. But before that, I want you to give us a bit more. Uh, I want you to give us a bit more of an elaborative. Uh, um, I want you to elaborate more on 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 who you are and, and, and talk about yourself. Tell us more about yourself because I don't think I've done you justice in this short introduction of mine. Yeah, Go ahead. for sure. So, yeah, I went to, I'm from Kuwait and I went to school in the same school as you. So I yes, remember it yes. was a long time ago. A long met. time ago, yeah. So I think we were like childhood friends. Yes, probably, we were. I don't remember, since 2000, yeah. yeah That's yeah. probably since first grade, second grade. I can't quite remember. It was a long time ago. Yeah. But yeah, I remember the old days. We used to like go to class together and we used to hang out a lot. Good old days, and man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it, was, it, was, it was good times, good times. I miss those days. Yeah. And I remember back in those days, I know we would go to school to go to class and yeah. we'd always play a lot of video games. Remember that? Yes, we used to yes, play a lot I remember. Of, we used to play like... Rootscape, like there was Rootscape, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it started <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Off, for me. It started off with Club Penguin. Do you remember Club Penguin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I remember playing Club Penguin. So there was we started yeah. off with Club Penguin, uh, and then we went over to Rootscape. I think towards the towards the beginning of high school, grade nine, we started going into uh, Call of Duty, World at War, Modern Warfare Two. Uh, we started playing online and stuff like that, right? Exactly. Yeah, those yeah, are the yeah, days, yeah. man. Crazy, crazy yeah, to think about it. Yeah, it, it was fun days. So what I want to talk about about myself in this podcast is I want to give like a sort of background of who I was in high school okay. and then explain to me, explain how I transformed myself from being a person who was super addicted to video games in like high school and how I transformed myself to be a person who cares more about uh, improving himself, going to the gym and studying and learning and how to become a person who is in a mindset of constantly learning and learning from Absolutely. from what they what they've, what they've been doing so to go back to what I was talking about like the video games I noticed that in high school I used to play a lot of video games I would not like I would go to sleep thinking about the video game I'd wake up thinking about the video game I don't know if you can relate to this was that did you have that period of time where there you, was a you small period way? yeah there was a small time <laughs> I, I think it was modern warfare 2 Modern Warfare 2 yeah. for me, th that game, man, I was uh, crazily addicted in grade 9. I was about 13, uh, 12 or 13 years old. I was, I was really addicted to that game on PS3. And yeah, I would think, I would wake up, I would, I would play that game till, till 1, 2 a.m., 3 a.m. in the morning. 
bad habit, obviously. Uh, but yeah, that that's what I was doing in grade nine, I remember. And that game specifically. RuneScape as well, to some extent. I don't know if some of the young bloods over here will remember RuneScape. <laughs> but those are yeah, our yeah, days. Those are our days. It was, yeah, it was a classic game. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like everyone goes through that phase where they get really... Um, they get really immersed into an experience such as playing video games and what I noticed was that what makes this experience so addicting and like you said it was a bad habit so yeah. what makes it like we stick to it what makes us actually want to keep on coming back to play more you know it's because these games are designed in a way where it makes it fun to interact with other people it makes it fun to come back over and over and over yeah. again yeah so I started to realize I was like when I played a lot of these video games um I started to spend more time on the computer, more time on PlayStation, rather than doing sports and taking my health seriously or, or learning books or like reading or like actually spending time with things that's gonna bring like actual value. Bro, let time, me just, you know? hold on, hold on. Let me stop you. You're being a bit modest. I still remember you getting really high marks. I, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I still remember you played. I know you played. You might go on to tell everyone yeah, that yeah. you played a lot of video games, but I remember, I remember you, man. You used to get really high marks, man. So, yeah, I, I, I what, was, what was your secret? What was your secret? I was always, I always had this competitive mindset. Yeah. I was like, if someone else is going to do better than me, I can't accept that, you know? Okay. So like okay. when we're playing video games, it, it comes back to video games, you know, when like, <laughs> let's say everyone was playing Call of Duty, you know, when we used to play together. Yes. I, I used to get, I used to play so much. I would try to get so good that I think uh, at some point I got so good and I would join like friends lobbies and they would like literally kick me out they'd be like you're too good stop <laughs> ruining the quick question how many nukes did you get i you have remember? no idea but okay probably good, more okay. than 100. Oh, wow okay <laughs> that that's hardcore man that's hardcore gaming it's hard it's hard yeah it's hard so like yeah so how that translates to school was that like i would always feel like i would make it like a game you know i was like okay if i can i want to get 100 i want to get the best score in the class basically yeah so i approach school like a game that's what made me get the good grades because then I cared about being better than other people and that's what propelled me to actually so, put in so the it, effort it wasn't, into studying. Uh, okay, so what you basically, correct me if I'm wrong, but basically what you're trying to say it, it, is that it wasn't so much um, for the sake of learning and for the sake of gaining knowledge. It was more because of your competitive nature. Yeah, basically. Okay. It was about the competitive okay. nature. It was, okay. it was, I wanted to do better than everyone else and I wanted to get the best grades in my class and... I wanted to get the principal award. You know, I don't know what's it Prince, called. I, I forgot. I, the valedictorian, <laughs> right? Valedictorian. Val, valedictorian award. So I was like, okay, I'm going to push myself. I want to be better than everyone else. So that's what drove me. So what I realized is that I had a very competitive instinct. And anytime like, there was a, a competitive scenario, I would always try to be the best. Like always try to do something, always put in that extra effort. If it was video games, it would be more hours in. Would be more nukes, more, uh, <laughs> more, <laughs> basically, more points, more kills, more levels. Yeah, yeah. So I started to realize I was like, okay, why don't we just gamify everything else? I started to think about it. So when I started to like the idea of quantifying everything, and because I started to approach everything like competition and how I can get better at different things, it made me uh, approach life with a more um, entertaining view you know I, I, yeah. I saw things as a as a way to practice and improve yeah. and the fact is that I was like improving or winning at something gives me the motivation to continue going you know yeah so yeah. that was like majority of my high school I play a lot of video games 
And then from there on, I would go to university. I still didn't know what I, was, what I wanted to do. I knew I liked a lot of video games. So I decided to do computer engineering. And when I first went to computer engineering, there was, this was the first time when I was placed into a, uh, a scenario where I was not good at something. Wow, okay. So I was not good at, like I was good at playing video games, but I was not good at coding and like all the computer engineering stuff. Sorry to cut so, you out, but which, which in, you went to the States, right? Which university did you study in? I studied at Northeastern University in Boston. North, Northeastern University in Boston, okay, all right. Northeastern, all right. yeah. Carry it's, on. It's, it's, it's a really good university, and it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a, has a really good engineering school. So yeah, just to go back, that was the first like, case scenario where I was in a, in a position where I wasn't good at something. And that like, demotivated me so much, because like, I would struggle, I would be like, oh, I hate this, like, I'm not learning, like, it's so much. Like, to be honest, back in high school, you have a completely different uh, environment. Like, you could easily be the best in your class because there's always someone who's going to be behind you, you know? Because even though, like, the class moves as fast as the, as the slowest person, you understand? Yes. So, like, yes. For example, if, if, the whole, if the whole class, let's say if 20% of the class is excelling, and then 80% of the class doesn't understand or they don't do anything, the teacher is not going to go ahead with the 20%. He's going to stay behind and explain concepts over and over again. So what made that easy was that I'll get the concepts quickly or like in a relatively uh, quick fashion and then I wouldn't need to go back. Yeah, this is a really good difference between high school and college. So in high school, you're in this big classroom. I don't know how many people, maybe 20, 100 people in your class. Yeah. And there's teachers who teach you a specific topic. Now, in this classroom, let's say you're the top person in this class, right? Yeah. You get the concepts really quickly, you get everything really fast, right? The class will not progress as, it will only progress as fast as the slowest person or the majority of the slowest person. So if you're the top of the classroom, then you're gonna be like engaging with the concepts more than once yeah. because the teacher's gonna repeat it more than once for the others to understand if you understand it quickly. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's quite easily to be it's it's quite easy to be in the front of the class if you get concepts quickly. Yeah. But in college it's completely different. Like no matter what, if the class doesn't understand or if, if any student doesn't understand or not, it's not the teacher's responsibility to teach everything and to make sure the students actually progress. It's the student's responsibility to learn everything on their own. Yeah. So if you're behind it's your responsibility to have the time management, the discipline, to actually study the concepts, to actually catch up. So what made me not like about that was that during high school, I had to put no effort because I would just go to class. I, would, I get concepts relatively quickly and I'd be okay. Like even if I don't get it, like the teacher is there to help you, you know, it's like, it's like a safety net. That's why. So the difference between the, so what happens there once, once I got into college was that and computer engineering was the first scenario where I did not feel comfortable because I did not have the safety net. So I started hating it. So I was like, I can't code, I can't do this, and I have this negative mindset. I was like, I can't do this, I can't do that, I can't do that. Then I started to change my direction. And that's where I decided to change to electrical engineering. There's not much difference. I just knew that I liked math and physics, but I didn't like coding because I never uh, saw it before. And I was not familiar with it, and the so classroom basically was you didn't really like it, it wasn't something you that it was something completely new to you. Exactly, and you weren't you weren't very comfortable with it because of the fact due to the fact that it was new to you. 
Yeah, so it was new and it was it was taught in a very quick fashion. And coding, as everyone is, if everyone's familiar with coding, coding requires a lot of time and effort to actually understand the logic if it's your first time uh, learning it. Because you have to learn the logic behind it, you have to learn the language. So for me, it was like, it's like learning a new language, you know? Yeah. When you decide to learn a new language, like speaking a new language, yeah. it takes like a long time to actually get used to the, to the mental models of speaking that language, you know? Like we all use mental models when we, when we speak a language. For example, if you think about the word dog, when you see the word dog, you have a me mental image in your head. So it makes it quicker to learn that language. It's the same thing with learning coding or computer programming. You have to have this mental models in your head of like how to do logic, all these things. So like what happened was the professors were going really quickly and me, I was the, I was the student who was in the back, you know? Yeah. So I had to put so yeah. much more time and effort. And to be honest, I had horrible time management skills. Like not, not the greatest because I would still play video games and I would still procrastinate. I would still have bad habits. Yeah. So what, what, from there, I realized, I realized, okay, I need to change. I need to start getting my life in order. So I was like, okay, I need to start improving my time management skills. I need to start being more disciplined with my studies and start making changes because just having like a safety net is not good because you don't leave your comfort zone. Yeah. So that's the thing I want to talk about in this podcast is like leaving the comfort zone. So that's the whole uh, difference between college and high school. There, you won't have that safety net. You have to learn how to have the time management skills. You have to learn to have the discipline. And it's completely your responsibility. It's not, you can't go to the teacher and and ask for extra credit or you can't explain. You, can. you can't expect everything can. to be spoon fed, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's no excuses. Like no one cares. Like no yeah. one cares about you. I mean, obviously, there's real life happens, and there's real, but no one cares about your excuses or like I forgot my homework or whatever. Yeah. It's like yeah. you either show up to work, or you get an F. It's that simple. Because it's, it's a real world now. Yeah. So that's the difference I think a lot of students need is that they need the transition from moving from the high school to the real world. So they need to start learning these specific skills to be successful on their own. And I think a lot of people don't have this sort of initiation process where they said, okay, you need to start. I, at least I personally didn't have this initiation, initiation process where like, okay, you need to start learning how to learn new skills. How to, even if you're living alone, you have to learn how to cook. You have to learn how to like actually do laundry and all this stuff because some people don't actually do that when they're living with their family you know they have yeah. those things are done so it requires this the shift of of taking personal responsibility yeah makes sense yeah and so it, it, it sort of it requires to to specifically um to be able to to adapt and to be able to integrate into that new life you have to really it's really about mindset isn't it it's it about the it's about the mindset it's hundreds about mindset. The second you start saying I can't or that's not for me is the second you failed. Because then everyone has, a, has the ability to improve. You just need to have the correct mindset, enough time and the enough effort you put in over time. You have to be consistent over time to actually see the results. So that goes into, um, yeah, so what I want to talk about, uh, transitioning from <laughs> talking about yeah. the high school to college, yeah. I want to start talking about how I got into fitness. How you got into so fitness? So when I first, how I got into fitness. Okay, very interesting. Before you say that, let me just tell everyone here who's listening a, a, quick, a quick story. So, 
So basically, I remember this guy, man, Rashid. This kid was, you know, he was a skinny guy, you know, and he he was a quick, he was a quick runner. He was, I, I remember him being very fast. He was a good football player as well, right? But I remember he was a skinny guy, you know, so kind of a bit short. Uh, yeah. <laughs> skinny guy, never really, uh, he never really worked out, right? And he was one of the smaller kids, right? So that that's when I left Kuwait in 2010 or 11, uh, 2011. And then uh, recently, I think it was either 16, 2016 or 17, I get I get uh, I get a message uh, on Instagram. I someone uh, Rashid Khamis uh, on my suggestions, and I'm like Rashid Khamis. That name sounds familiar, and I open my Insta, I open the account and and I follow this guy, and it's this big <laughs> built guy, and I'm like what, <laughs> what? That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Like the transition, uh, and the the yeah. the how, as in I if. And 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 my I remember, um, because my sister my sister knew your mum, right? Uh, yeah. my, I remember my sister was in 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 the same school as well, and she knew your mum, and so she'd seen you as well. She just she would see your mum pick you up from school, and uh, and she she remembered you as well. And I'm like, uh, do you remember Rashid? Do you remember Rashid from from high school uh, from from Kuwait? Uh, from the American School, uh, American uh, Creativity Academy, and she was like, "Oh yeah, I remember." His mom was uh, fun fact by the way, guys. Rashid, uh, mashallah, very interesting. His dad is from Kuwait, and his mom is from Brazil. Yeah, all right. Wild that, mix. That's, wild mix. Yeah, that's really mashallah. <laughs> that's that's an awesome mix to be honest. Do you speak Portuguese by the way? I do. I do. Oh wow. Okay. Bit. I mean, okay. I'm not super fluent, but I can I can get around with it. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Anyways, coming back to the topic at hand. So I, I told my sister. I'm, I was like, you remember Rashid um, from Kuwait? And he was like, oh yeah, his mom was from Brazil. I'm like, yeah, this is the guy. And I, I showed her. I showed her my phone, and she was like, what? No way, <laughs> man. Crazy. Crazy. Mashallah, tabarakal. That's that's awesome, man. The transition was crazy, and and it's inspiring to see that. It's really inspiring to see that. So, 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 yeah. You, you, you start. You got into fitness. You touched up. I mean, you transitioned to it, so your, your journey in fitness. So, tell us, start A to Z. Tell us about your journey. So yeah, similar to how I spoke about how I was very competitive. I also always wanted to. Always saw myself that I wanted to be a beast. You know, I just wanted to be like a guy who's like who's got everything together. You know, because like when I used to play video games. I would always play to win. I'd be like, I wanted to be a beast. Like I wanted people to recognize me. Be like, oh, that guy's a beast. You know? It's like, oh, I, I want to be like that guy. So that's what made me start to realize. I was like, I was playing all these video games. I would be like the top of the leaderboard. I would, I would be, I'd be one of the best of my friends. And then the worst thing about playing these video games is that it made me become super like socially awkward because I wouldn't talk to people. And you know, in Kuwait, and it's it's hot in the summer, so you don't really go outside. Yeah. You just yeah, play video games. Boiling hot. So it's like, yeah, it's so hot. So like, I never, and I was, I never left my comfort zone, you know? So I was always playing yeah. video games and yeah. I would always be, I would be like socially awkward. Yeah. And when I transitioned to, from high school to college, it's more different. It's a different uh, scenario because you're talking to a lot of people. You're not talking to the same people you talk to every day. So you're comfortable with them. You know, you have your own friend group. Everyone yeah. knows everyone in high school because yeah. you're there yeah, yeah. for the, like for four years. College is completely different because like each class, you might meet new people. You might, it's like a completely new scenario. Yeah. So like for me, talking to someone new was like something like, it was so taunting. Like I was so like, I, I never wanted to talk to anyone, you know? Yeah, like yeah, I would yeah. go to class, I would never ask questions. I would sit quiet. I would like take my notes, 
you know, go back to my dorm, like do the homework and like I wouldn't do anything. I was like yeah. socially awkward as hell. Yeah. And then I started to realize that that was a toll I had to pay for playing video games and not being uh, interacting with my environment and yeah. basically becoming a social person because you need to be a successful person. You have to have your own network. You have to be able to socially yeah. interact with people. Absolutely. You have to learn Absolutely. all these skills, Very like important. emotional intelligence and all that stuff. So I was like, not, I wasn't super bad, but I was like, it was poor. Like it could okay. be better. Okay. So I started realizing, I was like, okay, how do I build up my confidence? in a way that I don't need to talk to people. Then I was like, okay, I can start going to the gym. I was like, maybe if I start going to the gym, I'll have more confidence and I'll be able to like uh, leave, leave a comfort zone and get more comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. So that's when I started doing my training. I was like, okay. So I the wanna... initiation for you was basically the will to build your confidence. Exactly. So build okay. my confidence. Because right. like my image of myself, of who I was, yeah. I did not like that because I wanted to be a different image. Yeah. So what I did was I took that image I wanted to and I said, okay, I'm going to start behaving like that person. Like okay. a person who's, who's successful and everything. So I was like, okay, I'm going to start going to the gym. And I started going to the gym. I started training, started eating right, started doing everything. And then my confidence slowly grew, slowly grew over time because I started to improve my outward appearance started getting better um, uh, reception from people. People would say, oh, great job, good job. And then it was also like when you want to talk with people, you sort of want to be good at something, you know? Yeah, like be yeah. good at anything so that you can like sort of <laughs> yeah. feel confident talking about yeah, it, yeah. you know? Especially yeah. when you talk to like random people. So what I said, I was like, okay, I'm going to get really good at talking about fitness because that's what I like, my passion. So every time I meet new people, I'd like help them with fitness. Then all my friends would start to... Uh, call me as a fitness guy. Oh, Rashid, he, he likes fitness, likes fitness. So then it just became an identity of who, who of, of like, it became my identity, basically. Yeah. I'm a person who takes my fitness seriously. And from there on, it just, the transition from fitness, because I took fitness seriously, it made it like easier to start being successful in different things. Because to be successful at fitness requires like, it's it's not simple. A lot of people say, okay, go to the gym, lift weights, eat well, sleep well. But it's way more complex than that, if you think about it. Yeah. Because it requires so many different skills. Because to actually succeed, you have to be consistent over time. And you have to be patient, you know. And yeah. you have to put in the work every day in, day in, yeah. day out. Yeah. And that goes with almost anything. It's like building muscle. It's just like you have to lift the weights consistently it's just like getting better in any, anything if you want to get better at talking with people or so um doing anything in general you need to put in the reps you need to be patient you need to be consistent and you need to have the right mindset because if you if you don't start then you'll never get to where you want to be absolutely Makes sense yeah sense so so yeah fitness is definitely a core i think it's it's a core that people should definitely be spending their time and because it's the easiest way to improve your life like without you don't have to do anything like anyone everyone is control their fitness maybe not everyone's control their finances maybe not everyone's in control of their other aspects of their life but fitness is health and fitness is 100 percent in your control and you can start making changes today to start seeing results yeah you can start doing that there's no excuses especially if you listen to this podcast if time management is your excuse you already listened to this podcast, so you could be at the gym listening to this podcast. So I know that a lot of people have objections when they start with their fitness journey, but the primary thing is 
the, the lesson I want to give is if you want to be successful in fitness or anything else in life, you have to have the courage to start. You have to have the discipline to never quit. And you have to have the, the determination to always keep on learning. If you think about it. So let's just recap. So the first thing is you have to have the courage to start. Yes. The second thing is you have to have the, the, the discipline to, to be consistent. To be consistent and never quit. Basically, and never quit. Yes. And, and the, the third thing is you have to have the, the determination. To keep on learning. To keep on learning. But love it. I love because it. Because if you think about it, um, I'm going to talk, I'm going to get into my engineering breakdown of it. Okay. Everything. So you're connecting your engineer. You're connecting engineering uh, <laughs> to uh, to fitness. Yeah, I, I'll I like try to it. Do that now. I I'll, like it. I I'll like it. I'll explain it to you guys. All right. So everything in life has an input, a process, and an output. Okay. So if I want to, if I want to look um, jacked or I want to build muscle, I need to put in the input. So the input is probably what are the inputs? Sleep, diet, and training. So that goes into a process over time and then it gives you the certain output. So a lot of people, they focus on the output, but they forget about the process. They know the inputs, they know the outputs, but they forget about the process. And the thing is, a lot of people, when they do processes in general in life, they're very short. Everything's very short. For example, if you get sick, you, you swallow a pill and it's, it gives you an output. You, your fever gets better or you start if you have a problem you call someone he helps you solve it outputs output right there immediately the issue with fitness is that the process is so long you know and it's probably never ending it's infinite the second you stop that process you take it out you stop getting results so this goes the same with opening up if you want to be an entrepreneur and you want to open up your own business it's the same idea success is an output if you stop with the process, you stop getting the results you want. So that's what the biggest lesson fitness taught me was that you must focus on the process. If you, if you don't keep up the process and you quit, you stop getting the results. Simple as that. So it's three things. You have to understand your inputs, which is for fitness specifically is going to be diet, sleep and training. And you have to understand your process. And this process specifically is a long-term process. And then if you understand that process and you understand the output and you understand what output you want, then you can start to start to understand what you need to do in the, in the long term. So that's the input process and output of the engineering aspect of fitness because fitness is a process in general. And from there, if you understand the inputs and outputs, you can start to customize your journey. And to go back into that, what I was talking about, the courage to start, is that the issue with a lot of people don't start is because they're afraid of judgment from their friends or they're afraid, of the, they're, afraid they're not able to stay consistent or they're already bought into an identity of themselves that they're already like, bought into it that it's, it's hard for them to take action with a different identity. For example, if you're a person who, who doesn't eat healthy, you know? You're not that healthy, and you start making healthy decisions, right? And you start telling your friends, I'm gonna start being healthy. And then there's always that one friend, or that one maybe family relative, or that one guy who says, 
oh no, you'll never be able to do that. You know why? Because you're that you're always eating this, you're always doing that, you're always doing this, you're always doing that. You know? They try to like bring your past to like stop you from going to who you want to be. You know? So that's that's why you need courage. Because you need to be able to stand firm and say, okay, because you have to say, okay, I'm going to change my identity and whatever I was in the past, yeah, it doesn't matter anymore. Because I want to change myself from now. Absolutely. From now on, today I'm gonna change myself. So that's Absolutely. where the courage comes in. Then the discipline comes in when, when you say, okay, even though I'm doing all these actions, yeah. I might not, I might not be seeing the results I want, you know, because like the biggest motivator is winning. If you think about it, go back to video games because you're winning, you're you're leveling up, you're getting all these points. Of course, you're gonna keep on coming back. It's you're winning, you know. Yeah. But if you start losing, then you're like, ah, uh, is this for me? Then you start having the doubts in your head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. And then other people tell you, oh, bro, you're you know, like yeah. you're losing or like, so what you need to do is you need to have the discipline to learn from your mistakes, learn from your losses, take those as lessons and start and continue moving forward. Never quit. Yeah. Once, once you're doing that, then you also have to have the determination to keep on learning because you can put all this hard work, but if you're not learning, you're not going to improve. You're not going to improve. Think about this. If you go to the gym, yeah. And you lift the same weights every session. Do you think you're going to going to improve? At a point you'll probably just plateau. Exactly, you'll plateau. Yeah. So that's what it, that's what it is. It's like being successful in anything, you require these three things: the courage to start, the discipline to keep on going, never quit, and yeah. the determination to keep on learning. And yeah. this happens with fitness as well. Cuz once you start going to the gym, you start lifting this uh, certain amount of weight, sooner or later you'll need to add more weight so you need to continuously improve so i like this term the fitness people called it's called progressive overload so progressive, over time one more time progressive progressive overload progressive overload okay yeah so basically what you're doing is you're adding more weight over time or you're adding more um resistance to your resistance. muscles so you keep okay. on going okay 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 yeah the best thing i like about fitness is that um, it's the easiest for people to relate to, you know, like building muscle is so it's like the simplest process if, It's not that simple, but it's the simplest process to explain to someone as a mental model of improvement Because I go to the gym. I lift weights. I eat this food I stay consistent and I build the muscle because a lot of people understand that just going to the gym once is not going to get your results Yeah, it's the yeah. same thing with trying to improve any other skill require time and consistency yeah. and put in the hours to actually get the results So that's the best thing about fitness is that the, the, the skills and the skills acquired from fitness can be applied to different concepts. So that's why I started to gravitate toward fitness a lot because improving your physical health, your, your, your physical health translates to like professional life and your mental health as well. You know, because if you're at your best and you're able to provide your best at the job, you're able to provide your best, you can show up as your best self because you're, you're physically fit, you're mentally fit, and you're, and that translates to being professionally, uh, being professional at the job. If that makes sense. Definitely makes sense. Definitely. Thank I, thank you so much. That was, uh, that was a, a lot, and a lot of valuable content and a lot of beneficial uh, content for all of us actually. To be honest, because fitness is is important for every single uh, person um, alive. <clears throat> you know whether it's a 
whether it's a child, you know, you don't want the child to be sitting at home all day, uh, whether it's an adult, whether, whether, you know, even, I mean, even my grandmother, right, who's, uh, who, who's elderly and, and is not physically strong, she requires to be fit, you know, she does, uh, she, does, she does physiotherapy, she does exercises that are suited for her needs. So fitness is something that, you know, it's so applicable to ev almost every, everyone in this life um, to some extent, right? And, and honestly, sure. I agree with you 100%. It's, it's very important. And the thing about fitness is that <clears throat> a lot of people expect it or want it to be sort of like um, batch production. So if you know engineering, you know that there's batch production and there's continuous production or flow production. So batch production is, guys, just to make it simple, <clears throat> batch production is um, I want to make this water bottle. Okay. I, I get the resources. I get the plastic, right? I... I do the printing, I, I put it all together, and then I sell it, right? Once I've sold it, then I make another one, and I sell it. Then I have another one, right? Whereas continuous is I get the resources to make a whole bunch, and I'm continuously manufacturing these water bottles and selling them, right? It's a flow. It's continuously flowing, right? So people expect uh, fitness to be a batch, you know, where they do something, and then they're done, and okay, happy result they've gotten their the yeah. money or they've gotten i've sold it i've made the money right but that money's going to go right it's not going to stay with it's not going to stay with you forever the same way i feel i feel like the same uh, analogy can be applied to fitness right if you stop working out if you stop right it's going to go you're going to lose your fitness sure. right you're going to lose um, <clears throat> whatever whatever it is your whatever goals you had hoped to achieve you're going to lose that you're going to lose that if you don't continue right and if you don't um, uh, you know constantly have a flow where you constantly you, you don't you as you said you 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 said the the discipline to, to not to quit right or the discipline to For stay sure. consistent uh, that's very important now okay bro we've talked about fitness um, tell us a bit about nutrition so okay so the the main issue with nutrition is this so I'm gonna go back to fitness in general and I'll transition that to nutrition 100%. So the main issue is that the mindset is the main issue in nutrition is the mindset that people have. Yeah. When people view nutrition, they view it as an end to, I forgot that phrase, a, a means to an end. A means to an end. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. view it as a means to an end rather than a lifestyle. So the issue is that when people want to lose weight or they want to gain weight, specifically if they want to lose weight, they start doing these, these diets that it's only a means to an end, if you think about it. Like low carb, if you think low carb, keto, and all these diets, their, their main goal is to lose weight fast, you know, yeah. if you think yeah. about it. Do you think you could eat no carbs for the rest of your life? Probably not. Probably not. So why would you pick a diet style that would make you lose weight, okay, but then after on, you're gonna eat the, as you just did earlier. Like the same way you were eating You're going to bounce back. You're going to bounce back. So it makes no sense. So the mindset that people need to have, as you just explained, the batch production, is that they start viewing weight loss as a project, as a short-term project. Or like, for example, oh, I just want to lose weight to look good on the beach. Or I want to lose weight to because I'm getting married. I want to look good at that scenario. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or, you know, in the end, it's like, it's like, okay, this whole time you didn't care, but then the second you're going to start having an outward presentation, you start caring, you know? Yeah. And like, yeah. 
I understand it's fine. It's 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 absolutely fine to care about your art representation. And I don't like people who say, oh no, no, no. no it it matters. Your art representation <laughs> definitely matters, yeah. and you definitely yeah. should put effort into it. Yeah. But we should approach it in a way where we we look for a solution that solves it permanently and not like for that only one occasion. You know, yeah. think about it looking good all year round rather than just looking good for one occasion. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would prefer. I prefer looking good all year round than just look good like in one month and then after that, like just start eating whatever I want and then start yeah. um, coming back to how I looked before. So the key thing about nutrition is the mindset is that it's a lifestyle. Like getting the, your, dream, your dream body or your dream physique is a complete lifestyle. It's not like a, a project that you do one summer and then magically you, you just get there and then you just stay there forever. You know, just like going back to the same thing, the work is due the whole time. So why not make the work as fun as possible so you stay consistent when you make it so hard on yourself to get uh, a short-term goal? Because if you think about it, most people, if they, if they start saying, okay, I want to lose weight, they already reach the point where it's overboard. You know, they're either overweight or they don't, they reach a point where they really don't like their appearance and they want to get rid of it quickly. They're like, okay, I want to get rid of this. This is so annoying. I have all this fat. I want to get rid of it quickly. That's that's probably the reason, the motivation they get from actually uh, changing. So what they need, what they start realizing is, okay, I'll, I have the motivation, I have the effort, I'm willing to put it all, but I want the results of this quickly. And what happens is our bodies don't work that way. They work very slowly. And the main issue with, with fat loss is that when you start a diet, your body immediately starts adapting. For example, I'll take a typical scenario. A person becomes overweight. He wants to lose all the weight. He starts uh, realizing, I want to lose it as quick as possible. He goes on low carb, right? Low carb could be very low in calories. He goes on a really low calorie diet to lose, a to lose a fat quickly. Now he starts losing the weight fast. Let's say one month he loses weight, two months losing weight. Then he reaches a stalling point. His body adapts to the calories he's eating and he stops losing fat. Now he has nowhere to go. So he's trapped. What is he going to do? He can't do anything. You know, are you going to eat more low carb? You really, really got out all of your carbs, you know? So the only situation there is to maybe exercise more. So that's becomes even more stressful and more, um, more difficult. Cause like, you're putting so much effort to get this result yeah. and it's unsustainable because over the long term, throughout the whole year, you won't be able to eat low carb all the time. You won't be able to do all those hit exercises or yeah. crazy amount of exercise. So why not take an approach where we take a, a moderate amount of calories off of your, your diet and then we slowly lose the weight off. So when we, we reach a stalling point, we, we can reduce the calories a bit more, you know? So you want to use, you want to get your body used to. Because when you think about it, your body quickly adapts to the new calories. So rather yeah. than making it adapt all the way down, make it adapt like slowly, slowly over time. So when, it, when you plateau, it reduces a bit more, you lose a bit more weight. Yeah. Plateaus, reduces again, lose a bit more weight. So this might seem confusing to, to the audience. So uh, what I'm going to explain now is how to lose weight. So the way people lose weight is they're eating less calories than they're consuming. 
So calories, basically, I'm, just a quick to, to just anyone who's a dummy when it comes to nutrition and, and fitness, calories is basically the energy, right? You gain from yes. foods, food stuff. Basically, Any, anything the t- calories basically uh, is a is a measurement of how much energy you get from a source of food, right? Correct. Okay. Correct. Yes. And to actually lose weight, you need to be eating less calories than you're consuming. Okay. Now, nutrition is is complicated, but not that complicated. What makes it complicated is the emotions tied to it, you know? Because what makes it difficult is that when you eat, it's an emotional thing, sort of. Because there's foods that taste good and yeah, foods that taste bad. Yeah, it makes you bad. happy. <laughs> yeah, it makes you happy. You see how people like, say that they're in love with food and, you know, they... yeah yeah that's what makes it complicated and difficult but if you strip out the emotion yeah it's either you lose weight by eating more yeah or you gain sorry you lose weight by eating less eating less calories or you gain weight by eating more calories now the basics of calories is this there are three macronutrients that makes calories and the three macronutrients are protein carbs and fats okay and since so for protein it's four calories per gram for carbs it's four calories per gram as well and for fats it's nine grams per calories per gram nine calories okay so just one more time so for protein you get basically for each gram of protein that you eat you are consuming nine calories right for protein it's four protein it's four sorry so for each gram of protein you eat you're consuming four calories for each gram of carbohydrate you eat you're consuming four calories and for each gram of fat that you eat you're consuming nine calories correct correct absolutely correct so just a joke very quickly just 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 so proteins are foods like uh meats right so like we have fish lean meats so fish um you you have uh, beef right uh, yeah. Yes. I mean, pro- not, not that those foods are not protein, but those foods are packed with protein. Is that correct? Protein. Yes. So these foods have the nutrient protein in them. That makes sense. Okay. So, so pro- just another protein miscon- sources. Protein sources, right? They, so they have a lot of protein. Yes. Another, for, and just to make it clear to our audience, right? A lot of people think that if they're having, let's say, a hundred grams of fish, that they're having a hundred grams of protein. But this is not correct. No. Right. That's not correct. Right. Yeah, you need to translate the weight of the food into the grams. So a good way to do that is to either look it up online yeah, or use an application that translates the weight of that specific food to the grams and protein. Okay, okay. Because different, different foods have different volumes. Right, so you know, proteins are sort weights. of fish and meat. Carbohydrates are sort of bread, rice, uh, potatoes. Bread, rice, pasta. Um, pasta. Um, and fats Sugar. are... Sugar, sugar as well. Fats. Well, how would you, uh, how would you um, classify so, fats? What, so what fats foods? is nuts, olive oil, um, could be fish. Some fish has fats in them. Okay. Um, butter. Butter. Yeah, butter as well. Some dairies, milk has fats. So it's not. So th- these are the three macronutrients, and there's different foods that have a different combination of all these macronutrients, okay. and okay. that makes the calories in general. So the fact that now we understand that there's protein, carbs, and fats that makes calories. Now we can we we know that we need to eat a specific amount of calories to lose weight. So oh, the first right. thing in your weight loss journey is you need to figure out your your uh, metabolic rate, your basal metabolic rate. 
or I'd like to say your maintenance calories. So your maintenance calories is basically the calories you eat where you don't, you, you're, you're, you don't gain weight or lose weight, so you're stagnant. You say the same. Once we figure out our maintenance calories, then we can take away those calories. We can take away 300 calories, is a good moderate range, 300 calories, and that would, that would help you start with your fat loss journey. It's like 300 calories from your uh, maintenance, <coughs> maintenance calories, that'd be a great calorie deficit to start off with. Now when that goes in, to lose weight, you have to be in a calorie deficit. That, that means you have to be eating less calories than you're consuming. Now, how does that connect with protein, carbs, and fats? The, different, the thing about protein, carbs, and fats is that each of these nutrients have different attributes behind them. For example, we all know that why people say don't eat carbs, eat less carbs, is because majority of carb sources nowadays are filled with sugar, if you think about it. So that sugar is a calorically dense uh, food by nature. So sugar has a lot of calories. A lot of calories per volume. So for example, like sugary drinks, juice, all these things are carbs. Yeah. And they have a lot of calories. Okay. So that's why people are super uh, carb. The, the, the first thing they go is to, they go to the carbs. They do have some merit there because the easiest way to stop dropping your calories is to go for the carb sources because that's already a lot of your calories. But you don't necessarily have to eat zero carb. That's where I'm completely against it. So one easy way is to, to eliminate sugary drinks completely, like completely eliminated. That shouldn't be part of your lifestyle, at least majority of the time. No Coca-Cola, no Pepsi, no 7-Up. Diet only, if you are going to drink. Up for the diet, then the, the full sugar one. I know a lot of people debate on whether diet drinks are, are bad. But honestly, in life, it's, it's a difference between picking your, your, your poison, you know. Not, <coughs> you can't really, um, like if you look at it, everything, everything in life, they've done research on everything and they always figure out some way how this, is, how this contributes to some illness or that contributes to some sickness. But I think the majority of the illnesses that people have is because they're already living an unhealthy lifestyle. It's not because of specific food source. Okay, so going back to that, I think Diet Coke is completely fine. Just as long as you're, um, you're a healthy individual in general. And then so, but there, obviously in moderation, right? Not uh, yeah, in, in moderation. So like um, moderation, you know, yeah. every now and then or maybe once a week at least uh, at most. But not, not obviously if you make it a regular thing, then that's where, it, that's where you know, uh, the problem starts, correct? For sure. For sure, yeah. So... Drink, I would say, prioritize drinking water. But the main issue is that, think about this. If you have two scenarios, would you rather have a person drinking a full Coca-Cola with full sugar every day or a person drinking Diet Coke every day? Like, if you had to pick your poison, I'd pick the, pick the Diet Coke because obesity is, is a, it's a, it's a danger, you know? You don't want to do that. Yeah. But the best option is to drink water. So that's what people should do. So there's like a, a bad option, a better option and then best option. Okay, you know? okay. So ideal, what I try to do is like, option, yeah. yeah. What I try to tell people is okay, this option is not good, don't do it, of course. This option is better, 
but this option is best. Okay, okay. You know, so yeah. people should always offer the best option. But in terms yeah. of like options, you can't really say, okay, this option is completely bad because some people they're taking and they're making progress, even though they take the better option, you should reward them for that. You know, yeah. so you're doing a better, doing yeah. better than you were before. So that's where the whole carbs, anti-carbs thing comes from. It's because lots of people, foods nowadays are very calorically dense with sugars and processed foods are filled with calorically dense foods. Okay. Then let's talk about fats a bit. So fats are also very calor calorically dense. Like we just explained, yeah, one, gram so one gram of fat calories. is is not wow. Okay, that's that's crazy. That's yeah. oh, that's more than double uh, one gram of carbs or one gram of uh, of protein. So one gram is nine calories. Okay, wow, nine calories. So imagine a McDonald's meal. Okay, yeah, a soft drink filled with sugar, cal calorically dense. Okay, the burger has cheese sauce filled with fat. Okay, the bun has butter and sugar in it. Okay, yeah. Then you have the protein or the burger. It has it's not lean and has fat in it. So just imagine how many calories it could come out with. It's a it's a caloric bomb. Yeah. You think so, about and not to mention and the fries as well. And the top of it, eating the fries, which are deep fried in oil. Yeah. And the oil, like the fats, it's so it's filled with fats and filled with carbs. And it doesn't have a lot of, it does have protein, but majority of the meal is fats and carbs. Yeah. So this is the main issue with the traditional diet is that it includes a lot of carbs and fats, like unnecessary, like more than necessary, if you mm -hmm. think about it. Because one burger, just one burger, I'm not even talking about the drink or the fries, one burger, like a Big Mac could have 40 grams to 50 grams of fat. And that's a lot of calories if you, if you think about to it. 50, so let's say 50 grams of fat and that's times nine. Wow. That's just fat. Wow. Okay. That's 400 calories just from fat. Yeah. So. Wow. So like just one hack burger. if you're going. Just the burger. Just, just the burger. Just a burger. So that's one crazy. hack a lot of people say is if you want to remove the calories, remove the cheese and remove the sauce. That already removes the calories. And this also goes to the sauce on salads. So a lot of people eat salads and they go low carb and they don't lose weight. And they put all these sauces and these sauces are filled with fat as well. So it's very calorically dense. So it adds a lot of calories. Wow. Yeah. So it becomes, you have to become um, aware of how foods, how the macronutrient breakdown is, how much yeah. fats, how many carbs, and how much protein. It, it sounds very tedious. It sounds very, you know, complex, but it's very important, isn't it? Uh, people don't always realize how important it is to to actually know this uh, and know understand the ca your calorie intake and understand <clears throat> how many calories you're burning every day. These things are very important if if you are serious about losing weight, right? Absolutely. Even even if you want to live a healthy lifestyle, you have to understand calories. Yeah. Yeah. You have to understand like, okay, this is this food is majority fats. I'm eating a lot of carbs here. And I know why I'm gaining weight is because this is contributing to my to excess calories. And I know if I eliminate this, then I'll my weight will will help me. I'll, I'll help get back, you know, because it, it's about building those habits. <clears throat> and when, when you build your habits, you have to pick a style of eating that's sustainable and that has a healthy breakdown of protein, carbs and fats. 
So going back to like the whole McDonald's things is that the fat, the problem is, is not the carbs, the fats, or the protein. The problem is the calories in that meal. Because per day, you yeah. want to be eating a specific amount of carbs, a specific amount of fats, a specific amount of protein. Okay, it's like a budget. You have, yeah. Everyone has a caloric budget. If you want to lose weight, you have to eat less, so you have a lower caloric budget. Yeah. If you want to gain weight, you have more calories, so you have to eat more, so you have a higher caloric yeah. budget. Yeah. So if you think about it, let's say I go to McDonald's, I get, I get the burger, and I get a fries, and I get a Coke, right? That could be easily 1,500 calories. Wow. So what happens is that now I eat 1,500 calories. Let's say I need to eat 2,000 calories to lose weight. Now I only have 500 calories left. Okay? So now most people are not aware of how much they're eating. So they'll just eat the 1,500 calories and then they'll probably eat something else that's more calorically intense, more calorically wow. dense. Yeah. So then they can easily like, go beyond their caloric range. So it's not necessarily the food, it's, it's, the, it's the calories, you know? Because they did studies and they showed like people who actually eat McDonald's every day still lost weight. But you know why it's they still quantity. lost weight? It was, it's it's yeah, it's about quantity. It's about because they understood nutrition. <clears throat> excuse me, they understood nutrition, and they they know that they have a budget. It's like spending money, you know. It's like if you if you only have a X amount of money, you're not gonna buy a supercar, you know. You can't you can't afford it. Yeah. It's the same yeah. thing with McDonald's, right? If you if you want to lose weight, you can't go buy a McDonald's. You can, but like you won't be able to like. Do other things, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like you won't have the so think of think yeah. of calories like a money. I can spend this amount of money on protein, I can spend this amount of money on fats, I can spend this money amount of carbs. Yeah. Now the most important thing is you obviously um, when you when you spend your your uh, your budget financially, you need to spend it on essentials first. So it's probably rent, like uh, healthcare or whatever else, food, everything, yeah. all these things you need. Yeah. Same thing goes with calories. There are some nutrients that you should prioritize and some nutrients that, does, that don't need to be as high. Now, one of those nutrients that doesn't need to be as high is your carbs. This goes back to why people uh, go low carb first. Low carb diet. Your carbs yeah. don't need to be that high. The reason why, because carbs is like an extra, um, it gives you the extra energy, you know? It's like, um, it fuels you to move around, to be active, to do all these things. So that's not necessary. Fats, to some extent, are necessary because you need them for your for optimal hormone hormone levels. So you need a certain level of fats, and then you need protein for muscle building. If you're yeah. if you work out and you build muscle, then you need a lot of protein okay. to fuel the muscle uh, process, the muscle building process. They call it muscle protein synthesis. And what you want to do is you want to spend more of your uh, calorie budget on protein, uh, carbs, and then fats. Okay. So this might come a bit a bit confusing because the thing about nutrition, it's it's case by case scenario. Absolutely. I can't yeah. give. Absolutely. I, I can't give like uh, advice for everyone. It's not general, right? But everyone has their own circumstances. It's circumstantial, yeah. basically, based on your own circumstances, based on um, your weight, based on your height. All these things need to come into play. So, guys, the point here is that, and what well, I think it's really important, and I think Rashid will agree with Rashid will agree with me as well, is that 
when it comes to nutrition, when it comes to fitness, it might seem, you might think, oh no, it's so easy. I can just, you know, do, I just do this and I'll lose weight or I'll, I'll stop eating this and I'll, but it's not actually, it's, it's, it's a complex, uh, it's a complex um, system uh, that you need to understand. Once you've understood the system, then things get easier. Once you've understood yeah. how things work, uh, and this I can speak as I speak as a first-hand witness, as a first uh, I, as having experienced it first-handedly. When when you understand how it works in terms of calories, when you understand how it works in terms of um, the exercises, the right doing the right exercises, doing the right kinds of exercises, right? The intensity of the exercises. When you understand the system. Right. When you're able to understand the system, you're able to stay consistent. You're able to to track your progress. Right. And it's very Absolutely like true. a lot of people think that, oh, you know, they, they don't track anything and they expect their motivation and their inspiration. They, they expect they expect their motor motivation to remain consistent. That's not going to happen. Right. When you're running right in a race and you can't see how far, let's say you're racing with other people, but all of you guys can't. None of you guys can see each other. Right, you're gonna stop at one point, being like, okay, what what's going on? Am I, you know, am I ahead? Am I doing well in this race, or am I have I stopped? What, what's going on? Right, uh, no matter how you know you 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 no matter how fast you run, right? At a at a point, I and you know this is this is uh, you can take so many different examples, but at a point you're gonna wonder, mm -hmm. okay, where am I? Am I near the finish Absolutely. line or, or not? And you're gonna stop, and when you stop, Absolutely. it turns into a problem, right? You stop, you lose Absolutely. momentum. When you lose momentum, Facts. then then you, when you lose momentum, it's then you to start. harder to start again, right? So yeah. so tracking as much as people say no, it's not so important. It's I can I'll just do I'll just yeah you can adapt a healthier lifestyle, but at the same time track your progress, see what you're Absolutely. doing right, what you're doing wrong, uh, and tweak it up a bit. Okay, I need a bit. I need to improve in this area. I need to do a bit more cardio. I need to do a bit more weightlifting, right? And and hopefully uh, when you understood the system, uh, things will get better. So our advice to you, and I think Rashid will agree with me on this as well, is that go and do your research, right? It, Absolutely. Do your do your research. Understand the concept. Understand nutrients or nutrition. Understand understand fitness. Understand your muscles, your your anatomy, and that will really help in terms of understanding where you want to go, what direction you want to go in when it comes to weight loss, when it comes to fitness, when it comes to nutrition, right? Absolutely, I agree. Rashid, I believe we have, uh, we are, we're out of time. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. So before we go, I, five key takeaways from this podcast. Uh, tell okay. us f five key things that you can, uh, to summarize what, we, what we've spoken about. I know we've spoken about so sure. much and it's been such a it's been a lot to digest i know it's it's not going to be easy for everyone to digest what we've said um, but to sum it up let's let's and if you're still here uh, thank you so much for listening five key takeaways rashid go ahead okay so i'm going to give my whole my whole summary to a beginner in fitness or any person that wants to start something new okay as i said before you have to have the courage to start you have to have the discipline to stay consistent and you have to have the determination to continue learning. Absolutely. So that happens with everything. So if you want to start your fitness journey, try to get a coach who's going to teach you everything. Or if you have the time and you have the motivation, do the research on your own. As Jamal just explained, you should definitely do the research and start to explore things as you go on. That's what I did when I first started. I did not have a coach. I learned everything. But if I would go back, 
I would focus on getting a coach to learn the things that I need to learn to, especially if I want results quickly. Get a coach who knows what he's doing. Don't just listen to your friends and family who, to, who give you anecdotal advice or anecdotal evidence of what they think will get results, but that doesn't actually get results. So get a professional coach who knows what he's talking about, who's going to teach you the ins and outs. Now, the second tip I'm going to give you as a beginner is focus on execution and a little bit less on strategy. I know when you first start, it seems so complex, as I tried to explain in this podcast, lots of different concepts. It's really difficult to explain all these concepts in one sitting and might require uh, time to actually explain the mental models and representations to actually understand nutrition and all these things. So what you could, could do is focus on the execution. So start taking simple action. So you know, you know some of the basics. Be more active, take, make more healthier decisions, sleep better. So start doing what you know. Go to the gym, make it a habit. Uh, eliminate sugary drinks. Uh, start, start eating more vegetables, start eating more fruits. You know, um, making, make some friends who like going to the gym, you know. Make these small things that's going to actually uh, build a good foundation to your, to your future self. Start bu- focus on the foundation. Build up the execution. Focus on execution rather than strategy so much. Once we're good with the execution phase and once we're actually taking action and we start building up the bit of confidence and we start motivating ourselves, we built up that momentum like Jamal just explained. Now we can start to really dial in into our strategy. I'm like, okay, now I, I like what I'm doing. Let's actually uh, put a specific strategy. For example, I know a lot of people when they start lifting weights, just get to have to go into the gym, learn about lifting the weights. Then you can start saying, okay, I'm going to start um, uh, putting a strategy. I'm going to start bulking. Or I'm going to start cutting. I'm going to start doing specific things. Focus on that. Once you f- focus on the strategy, now we need to focus on the mindset. Now we already have the, the momentum going. Now we need to focus on the mindset so we don't quit. The so my mindset very is yeah. I'm, I'm winning as long as I'm going to the gym. I'm winning as long as I'm uh, putting in the reps. I'm winning every checkbox I put on my calendar that I went to the gym is a win rather than having a comparison to um, an outcome as a win. For example, because a lot of people they quit because they compare themselves to their outcome rather than the process. Because you, your, um, your, success, your success metric is me losing 20 pounds. And the fact that it takes so long to reach 20 pounds, the fact that you, you haven't reached 20 pounds, you're subconsciously, subconsciously telling yourself you're a failure. So this comes with tracking as well. So you should track yourself, uh, instill that mindset, look at your progress and say, I'm making progress, I'm winning. Because the biggest motivator and the biggest fix to any mindset is putting yourself in a winning position. And the easiest way to put yourself in a winning position is to track your progress and to ensure you're moving. Because if you don't know where you are, like Jamal explained, if you're in a race and you're looking and no one's around you, you're going to eventually quit because there's no motivation to keep on moving. Absolutely. So you have to have the track, the progress, so you actually know where you're going. And then from there, you'll be all set. So just to recap, uh, the most important thing is you have to start. If you don't start, you failed already. So have the, have the confidence to start or the, the courage to start. Have the discipline to never quit and have the determination to keep on learning. That's the magic formula to being successful in anything. If you can continuously learn, even though you fail or you make mistakes, you'll, you'll do better next time. So think of it that way. You're, you're here for the long run. It's a lifestyle. It's not a project. You're, you're here to build that system, like Jamal explained, the system 
the habits, you start uh, improving your your lifestyle, and then you're, you'll you'll eventually get your results you want. So Inshallah, it comes with absolutely. being being in a, um, putting yourself in, in uncomfortable conditions continuously, and being comfortable being uncomfortable. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely makes sense. Thank you so much, Rashid. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on board. I, I thank you so much for agreeing to do this. Um, uh, honestly, thank we've had a lot. We've had a lot of depth and and valuable content that you've given to us uh, in today's episode. I know today's episode is quite long, uh, longer than the rest, uh, but it it's no short of of value. Uh, so thank you so much, and we look forward to having you again. Thank you, uh, inshallah. And I hope you're staying safe. I hope I hope you uh, you're doing well and your family is doing well. We should catch up as well. Um, for sure, we should definitely for sure. catch up. And let me know if you come down to Dubai. I can show you around uh, the beautiful workspace we have here in, here in Area 2071 in Emirates Towers. I can take you uh, to the Palm, Jumeirah. There are some really nice places that I can take you around here in Dubai. So do let me know if you come. And uh, I make sure I'm the first to know if you come to Dubai. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll do, we'll do. Thank Sounds you good. so much, brother. It's been, it's been a pleasure. And um, I wish you the best. Thank you so and, and if you guys thank Thanks. you guys for listening. Uh, thank you so much. If you have any questions for Rashid, yes, yes, of course, of course, I forgot. If you have any questions for Rashid, um, feel free to let us know. Uh, message us on projectux.org uh, or message us on our Instagram, projectux. In fact, guys, uh, I forgot to mention, and I apologize, Rashid, for not mentioning this. Rashid, um, the, he's, as, as he mentioned, he's a fitness coach. He's a fitness and high performance coach and he has his own fitness page, RK Fitness. So it's rk.fitnesss. Is that correct? Triple S. Triple yes. S. So rk.fitnesss. Uh, he's a fitness coach. Follow him. He has good content, uh, valuable content, content that, that, that is online for free. <laughs> uh, so I try my best to give, give free content. Absolutely. So please, please try your best, uh, or please follow, follow, follow Rashid and support Rashid, and 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 uh, and and yeah, that's pretty much it. That wraps up today. That's it from my side. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you. Thank you for uh, having on me. our podcast. Are you kidding me? Uh, and inshallah, we looking, we look forward to 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 having you again, Rashid. Have a great day. Take care. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Take bye care. Bye. Take care. See you. Bye, bye. bye. Thank you so much, bro. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, it went really well. So basically, you just send me your...